The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Regarding the deer whistles, Ken says, quote, um, you have to keep the whistle clean yeah, well, and installed you, properly. How do you do that in Canada? Because <laughs> slush and snow and... Oh, run-ins with wildlife. Yeah. And uh, we, we actually hadn't planned to talk about this today, but Gord had mentioned this video that's going to be on Global News tonight yeah. at 5 and 6 of an Audi hitting a moose. And it was dash cam video, and it was just one of those things. He said, you've got to see it to believe it. Well, guess what, Chedville? <laughs> Apparently, the guy with the Audi is not the only one who's ever, um, you know, been in this situation. Lots of texts coming in, lots of phone calls as well. Uh, Surely the bus driver yeah. has been waiting patiently. Hello, friend. <laughs> Hello there. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. I have a little deer story for you. A few years ago, after I had dropped the children off, there's a lot more snow than what there is now. There was about five or six deer does coming across the road. One decided she was going to go back. She went back, turned around, and came back. But I ran over her. No. Back legs. No. I I hit her with the bumper and ran over her back legs with the back wheel. And she went rolling into the ditch. And I watched and she got, tried to get back up. I refused to leave that deer because she was trying to make it back up to the road, Mm -hmm. crawling back up. So I stopped a few vehicles and nobody had, well, they had a cell phone, but uh, I didn't get any results from the RCMP. So just so happened that one of our officers that lives that lived in Newbrook at the time, she I spotted her in the mirror. She's coming down. I threw all all my lights on the bus, stoplights, and absolutely everything, and I asked her. I said, "Christine, can you help me?" And she said, "What?" And I said, "I've injured a deer. I don't want to leave her. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get back to the road." And I said, "I don't want her to suffer." So. She said, well, all I've got is my little pistol. I said, that'll work. So she got out, and she shot the deer for me. Yeah. Hmm. And I, could, I wouldn't leave it. I just I just honestly could not see leaving that animal suffer. And when I phoned uh, 911, they said, well, just let nature take its course. Mm. I said, nature? I hit the deer. That isn't nature. That's unnatural. I said, would you do that? Yeah. I said, that's not nature. That animal crawls back onto the road could cause a bigger yeah. accident. Well, so, good thing you know, for that police uh, yeah, good, police officer. Well, good too, thing you dropped the kids well. off already. Yeah. Well, I, I was already halfway over halfway home. Yeah, if I'd have had the kids on, would have been whoa. We had to, one other time a little tiny deer. It turns out one of the dads had hit the deer in the morning, but he didn't get out and move it off the road. We, I got up to that deer coming home. A little, a little fawn, and I got out and I moved it off the road. And the kids said, said to me the same thing. The children said the same thing. Oh, my dad hit that. <laughs> <laughs> they knew it was their dad, and because it wasn't there in the morning, but 
he, they, they do it with their dad. And I said, yeah, and he didn't move that animal off the road, did he? No, and he's going to get it from me. There you so, go. There you go. <laughs> so Thanks. children can speak up, too. Thank you ever so much for such a wonderful show. And if I don't speak to you again before the holiday, have a wonderful Christmas, everyone. You well, too, thank Shirley. You so thank you Christmas. so much. And we'll move along to uh, Bill. Bill, thanks for being patient and holding. That's uh, okay. My wife and I, when we were young and adventurous, we did an overnighter <laughs> down to uh, south of Portland, Oregon. And when we turned on to I-84 out in the the high desert uh, about Umatilla, Oregon, we're cruising along, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and we passed this thing in the center of the road. And at first, I didn't even see it until it was literally at my fender. I kind of went, did I just see something or not? Am I just really tired? And then a few seconds later, there's another one. And what they were was the desert hares come out and they hunkered down right in the middle of the highway, right on the, the center line of the four lane to, I think, to soak up the warmth from the highway overnight. And huh. this went on for about 20 miles, these these big, like, almost German shepherd-sized desert hares. The, oh, my you, gosh. You don't want to hit one going 75 miles an hour, well, that's for sure. When you say and, desert hares, do, do you mean rabbits? Yes, rabbits. Big honking rabbits, yep. The size almost of German size shepherds? Of, <laughs> almost the size of kangaroos. <laughs> like, they're big, big rabbits. Really? You don't want to hit one. You could feed a small family for two good meals, that's for sure. Do you know why they're still doing that even though it's dangerous? Because any of them that got hit by a car is not around to warn the others. <laughs> well, and, and the weird part is they, they were all right on the center line. None in the middle of the huh. lanes. But all, they were hunkered right down on the center line. That was the part we couldn't figure out. They can be up to two feet tall. Two feet tall. Oh, yeah, they're big suckers. (laughs) And we just had a small car, and we were were flanging along at a pretty good clip. And, uh, you know, and, and they're, they're the same color as gray pavement, right? Yeah, they're At gray. 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm finding the most disturbing part of this story is the fact that there are rabbits the size of dogs. <laughs> that seems terribly unnatural to me. Oh, they're big. Th- I got, and then I got a good one about deer. Sure. I, I have a road, I, I, I outside sales. So one morning I'm heading east to Red Deer and I see this deer in the ditch along the side of the road that had an unfortunate collision with a, uh, a car of some sort and the crows and the coyotes had already found it well here's this uh, there was about a dozen crows and two coyotes there and this one coyote he's already trying to get rid of some digested deer and he's over by the fence and crows being the jackasses that they are. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen these two crows were harassing this poor old coyote as all he's trying to do was make room for some more deer meat. And and he just couldn't couldn't have his morning constitutional in peace because these crows weren't going to let him do it. It, it was Jerks. hilarious. <laughs> Isn't Mother Nature amazing? Yes, it like, really? is. <laughs> hey, buddy, look at that. Look at the coyote over there. It's very similar to He's, our lives. He ate too much it? cheese out of the garbage. Right. I just want to eat my breakfast. <laughs> Leave me alone. The crows, yeah, in this yeah, case, would be the kids. I,
I don't like coyotes much, but I really did feel sorry for that poor guy. And those crows, they were having a blast. They were. They thought this was more fun than they'd had in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, great to hear from you. Thank you so much for the phone call. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Um, Sebastian says, I was waiting for Shirley, the bus driver, to tell us how she got out, slit the deer's throat, cleaned it on the spot, and cooked it on the bus. I'm not sure shooting it in the head was a whole lot better, but yeah. <laughs> and then someone says, uh, yeah, uh, Oregon rabbits are huge. That's crazy. <laughs> Derek. Hi, Derek. Derek? Hello, Derek. 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 The mighty, the mighty Oregon hair got him. <laughs> Shh, they're looking for me. We're hunting for rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, while hey, we Derek, try and, are you there? Okay, no. Right. While we try and locate Derek, speaking of, you know, wildlife just being <clears throat> sort of curious and crazy and whatever. I tell you about the time I'm driving to get coffee and I see one crow trying to pull another crow yeah. off the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the one crow, I was such a sad scene because the crow, the one crow's on his back with his, with his wings out, and the other crow, and I pictured it to be a husband and wife crow, you know, and the the wife is like I think trying to pull him off the road, and I saw it, and I thought, oh no, like that crow's going to get run over, and I thought, Did I have you get to, and help. Yes, I have to do something, so I pulled over, and and backed up and got out of my car, and I thought, well, I'll just lift the crow off the road, right, and see, you know, and I was thinking about you because you took a bird one time to you know, one of these rehabilitation places. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if it's still alive, I'll wait. But as I approached the bird, the birds, the one bird that was lying on its back jumped up and ran away. So it was like they had had a fight, and he was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and just laid out on the pavement. Like, I'm not, I am Done. not going back to that nest. You're going to have to drag me yeah. back. She's like, come on, I'll make supper. No, I'm going to lay right here. Just want to be left alone. <laughs> just a weird, yeah. Well, you're going to get hit by the car. You know what? I would <laughs> I rather, don't care. I don't care. I just want to lay here. It's nice and warm. I mean, what what came right before that whole scene? Was it the one crow said his, her mother was coming over or what? Where he was just like, nope. I would rather get Guess hit. Guess what? We're having another baby. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. Yeah, men are men. Males are males, I guess is the. And I don't know which sex was which, really. I'm assuming the one that was doing all the nagging. No, never mind. Didn't even finish the sentence, Jay. So no Maybe point. Maybe the one that was those. doing all the hard work by pulling the <laughs> pulling the guy off the road. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, coming up to 3.20 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News, we have tickets to the Eagles to give away today. A music montage coming up, not right now, <laughs> not right now, but we will do it coming up, um, yeah, maybe 4 or 5. wanted to tell you about a phone call I got today. I was so excited about it. I, I rushed here, in fact. You might have noticed I, I got in a few minutes early because I wanted to tell you. Just agree. Um but then Gord was here, and I sort of forgot about it, and whatever. But great news, and I and I hope everybody will share in my good fortune. Uh, but I got a phone call this morning, and the cell phone indicated it was from Jamaica. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Jamaica's which, on the to-do list. I know. I love that place. Really want to go on a trip there. I've I've stopped there on a cruise mm-hmm. before, but only for a few hours. So I answered the phone, and the guy was like, "Hello, is this Andrew?" And I said, "Yes, it is." And he said. Congratulations, you've won $8.8 million and a Mercedes Benz. And I was like, oh my God, 
I go, that's great news. How did I do that? And he goes, oh, it's part of the worldwide something lottery. And I was like, that is, I can't even begin to tell you how wonderful that is. I go, now, is there any steps I need to take in order to collect my 8.8 million? Well. And he was like, well, just calm down. Like, he was actually trying to calm me. He's like, yes. Uh, so he started to explain that uh, because of Jamaican law, I would have to pay the taxes on it up front. But then the balance would be given to me. <laughs> but if I did it today, because Jamaican law is changing, it would only cost me $199. And I was like, oh, I go, that's fabulous. So I said, listen. Uh, can I just give you a visa number and uh, you can take it off that? And he was like, uh, no, hang on. So he puts me on hold and a manager comes on. These guys have managers. And the manager is like, oh, I understand you've been talking to my associate. And I said, yes, I'm very excited. I've won $8.8 million in a car. And he was like, well, that is great. And I said, so do you want my credit card number? He goes, no. He goes, do you know what a post office is? That's what he said. And I was like, I, I've heard of them. And he goes, well, if you go to a post office, do you know how to do a money order? And I said, I absolutely do. So he's okay. So the name was Floyd McCoy, I think McCaw. M, small c, capital C-A-W, Floyd McCaws, who I'm supposed to give $199 mm. to in Paris, Ontario, and gave me the address of where I'm sending it to. And each piece of information he gave me, which I received with great excitement, he got me to repeat back to him to make sure I had it correctly, which I did. And he kept saying, I, I hope you're writing this down because it's very important, which of course I wasn't, but I've got a pretty good short-term memory. So it was at the point at which he gave me the number that I didn't, I think it might've been the postal code, in fact, where I thought, no, I'm not going to remember that. Um, and he asked me to, to give it back to him and I couldn't. So I said, uh, hey, I go, can I take a second of your time? Mm. And he was like, sure. And I said, I got to tell you, this news couldn't have come at a better time. And I'll tell you why. My wife has a life-threatening disease, and we just found out about it. She's been unable to work, and the prognosis is not good. She's not going to recover. And I have five children, and I have no money for Christmas. And I said, with my wife not working and me taking care of her, I've had to quit my job as well. So there's no money in the house. So this is going to change everything. And he went, I am so glad to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that because your fortune has arrived, Mr. Gross. And I was like, really? So you're not put off by that at all. So then I tried again and I was like, and I got to tell you, uh, he goes, now, do you have time to go in the next hour? And I said, I don't because I'm working. But what I'm going to do since I now have $8.8 .8 million coming is I'm going to phone my employer and quit the one job that I was able to hold on to. I'm going to quit that job because this money will make all the difference in the world. And he's like, that is a great idea. I was like, really? I tried one more sad story. Yeah, tried. Yeah, push a little bit further. Yeah, and he just happy as I'll get out for my good fortune. And then I didn't know how to end it. It was sort of like a comedy act. I didn't know how to end it. I needed a closer. So I was like, okay. So I've got the address. I've got the name. It's $199. And I go, is there any other information that I need? And he goes, yes. You need the account number. And I was like, great. Okay. And he goes, oh, you broke up there a little bit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I about, I go, just, and he goes, uh, uh, listen, you need the account number. And I said, what do you need me to count? <laughs> and he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, you've got the address, but you need the account number. And I go, what about my wife's dress? And he's like, no, 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 no. He goes, am I breaking up? And I go, totally, I can't. I'm, I'm hearing every other word. And he's like, oh. He goes, do you want me to phone you back? And I said, a unicorn? <laughs> he was like, what? I go, yeah. I go, listen, phone me back. And then I hung up. Well, 
I have now since blocked the number, but boy, how few people agree to this. He phoned back at least a dozen times. Like, it just kept coming up. He thought kept... he had you on the hook, though, oh, right? He, he, he was a big uh, hook, one in the boat. Sinker. He was going to get $200. Yeah, and maybe it wasn't just the 200 Like, maybe if he got the 200 he'd come back and say he'd run into a snag and needed mm, another couple. Of, yeah. yeah. But that's a lot of work. Like, I, you know, I'm offering him my visa number, which of course I wouldn't have given him. Yes. He was having no part of that. No, money order. Once no, it there. had to be a money order. Oh. I guess because you can figure it out and stop the payment on visa, or visa's got its own investigative services, so maybe the money order is the safest uh-huh. for him, but yeah. Shysters. What's going on down in Jamaica? Come on, fellas, be oh, better than Jamaica, that. Jamaica, in Paris, Ontario. What is going on in Paris, Ontario? You know, I should probably, it was a Main Street address. I didn't write it down, but I'm sure they'll phone again. I should probably find that and see. Mm. I maybe should pass that on to law just enforcement. Google the number. Yeah. Oh, I could do that do. as well. Yeah, just, yeah. I think you're actually supposed to report that to the RCMP. Well, I reported it to uh, somebody on my phone. I'm not sure who that goes to. It said uh, block number, which I did, and then it said, do you want to report this number, which I said oh, yes. Oh, good. Yeah, so. Good. Maybe they'll do something about it, unlike yeah. Twitter. Um, I hope that wasn't a legitimate offer. I, I don't think it was. Okay. Because I'm not sure um, you've ever bought a ticket in the Jamaican lottery. You know, I told him that at one point. I'm like, gosh, I tell you what. I or was said, it like everyone in the world is in it? I said, I don't even remember entering this, but it, it is a godsend that it's come through. And he was like, you, you bet it is. The Jamaican lottery. Hmm. It was nice hearing the Jamaican accent, though. Even from a scammer. Very, a lovely accent. Uh, Friendly-like. Had a hard time pronouncing Ontario. <laughs> I helped him out with that a little bit. I asked him, are you in Ontario? Because he was like, uh, Paris, Ontario, or something. I'm like, I think it's pronounced Ontario. And he was like, oh, thank you for that. And I said, are you in Paris, Ontario? And he was like, yeah. And I go, what's the temp like there today? What's the weather? And he's like, oh, the uh, snow. <laughs> and I go, this time of year, it should yeah. be balmy. Well, no, it's actually, you might have nailed that one because <laughs> yeah. they've got a lot of snow and it's been a little chilly down there <laughs> in Ontario. Quickly, how many of you still have a landline at home? Mm. Albertans apparently abandoning landlines faster than anyone else in Canada. You know what? Because I think a lot of us thought we didn't want these scam callers at home, so we're going to get rid of our right. landlines, right? And now we're getting them on our cell yeah, phones. Yeah, that was my cell phone. But Albertans, yeah, sixty only sixty percent of uh, homes in the province still have a hardwired phone. Uh, last year, that's below the national average of sixty six point eight percent. Well below provinces like Quebec at seventy two and a half, New Brunswick at eighty five point seven, and Newfoundland and Labrador at almost ninety percent. Hmm. We're getting rid of them. We got rid of ours. See you later. Done. Uh, Alberta. I'm it, not using it. Isn't it interesting that Alberta leads the way in, in getting rid of their home phones, also leads the way in internet connection. Apparently, we really like wireless devices here uh, in Alberta. We do still have a land phone, but I honestly can't tell anyone, you why. Does anyone ever call on it? The No. The only people who ever call on it are whoever we signed up for years ago that we gave that as our home number, right? Um, But even then, they call it, we typically don't answer it. I'm I'm trying to think if we even have a phone downstairs. No. And then they, they phone on our next number, which is the cell phone. Yeah. But phones have become personal communication devices. You don't phone a a landline to talk to somebody in the house, you phoned their cell phone, right? Well, here's the, I phoned my mom's landline to talk to her. Mm-hmm. I FaceTimed my brother. My dad recently moved back to Sault Ste. Marie. I was talking to him on the phone last night. I called his cell phone and I actually had to ask him, what is your home phone number now? I have no idea. Because I never called... 
don't you find when you get somebody's number and at some point you text them and then it comes back that it's a landline that you kind of go, oh, what the, what the, why would you give me that? that? Yeah. Landline, the old rotary phone too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You almost get, you almost get the number perfect and then you stick your finger in the, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a wrong one. Uh, 3.28 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Eileen Bell has news headlines. Charlie Scott, this is the Afternoon News on 6.30 Chet, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, it's 3.40. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, lots of folks texting in about the... Cell phones? Landlines. Yeah, you know, uh, some people making the point, and I know this point was made uh, last time this conversation came up, that the, what if your cell phone doesn't work? Or what if power's out and you can't charge your cell phone? So a lot of people are seeing a landline uh-huh. as an emergency device. a backup device, safety a backup. thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, like I say, we've never gotten rid of it, but I'm not sure why we haven't gotten rid of it. And it rarely rings, and when it does, it's almost always uh, we've won a lottery mm-hmm. or it's, a, you know, it's just some kind of scam phone call my i'm trying to think of my mom my 90 what four-year-old mm-hmm. mom i think she still calls that number but I, I mean we could probably retrain her to call my cell phone instead it's easier to conference call with a landline at least i find it easier but i don't do that often and i mean our the festival has a landline i think that might be one of the reasons why we haven't canceled it altogether because we've got one phone that has two lines down in the office? Yeah. I have this one from Edmonton. I I myself only have a cell for portability and convenience, but I do miss having a landline. Hmm. You know, but having said that, every time we have a guest that we line up that's not going to be in studio, and (laughs) we say to them, call on a landline, right? Although they typically call from an office, but... Listen to Ellen. True story. My son, who's 24, only has a home phone with no answering service. I know. I can't wrap my head around it either. (laughs) Wow. Oh, lucky for him to be able to, you know, disconnect and not have to deal with with that crap, right? Well, my mother-in-law, Gail, has a cell phone with the most... I think it's a flip phone, and it has the most basic of service. Mm -hmm. She still has a home phone. But you can't text her. So. It's just weird. Uh, apparently, she knows that you tried to text her, and that's as far as it goes. So if she sees I tried to text her, she phones me. You know, I see you were trying to text, because I forget that there's yeah. people on the planet who can't get a text. And yeah. I do far more, that's the thing, I do far more communication by text than I do by phone by a long shot. Uh, it's not even close. I just find it easier to multitask with texting. I can have five conversations at once. Well, phone conversations, you actually got to sit down and commit to it, right? <laughs> well, exactly. You, that, you're not criticizing me, are you? You're, you're saying in general. I'm, no, I'm just thinking last night, haven't you always got to sit down and call my mom last night, and it's a 20-minute phone call. Yeah. Um, although the texting, too, can take that time, but I can walk away from it. But you, you do. You actually have to sit down and, you know. Yeah. Hi, Mom. It's a big commitment. Hey, uh, I'm not sure what story you've got in front of you, but... 
What are you thinking about ankle-deep water exactly at the pool at the City story. Hall? Yeah, because here's and the I thing. And I get it's liability. Yeah, this pool situation at City Hall, we had it in our news yeah. yesterday. They say that they're going to overhaul that uh, City Hall waiting pool. The whole pool. area, yeah. right? So. They're redoing it. They're revamping it. It's going to reopen. When it reopens in 2019, it'll have a granite floor. Uh, it'll have much shallower water. Apparently, it's a wading pool. Yes, yeah, it's right going now. from knee high to ankle high. Right, and you know the mayor. I I know said yesterday on our news that uh, that's a pool that his children enjoy and and will he hopes will continue to enjoy. It's not a pool that I've been to. I've certainly seen it, but it's one of those. Um, it's almost is it wrong to call it iconic? It's it's one of those sites in Edmonton that you even if you don't enjoy it, you're familiar with it. And do you remember oh, back some beautiful pictures taken? Yeah. And do you remember back in like two thousand or two thousand and one when they covered it to allow for something? I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, they covered it, uh, and there was this big backlash over it. Oh, yeah, they covered it with a platform. They turned it into an outdoor bistro during the world championships in athletics. Oh, yeah. And people were outraged yeah. that the pool had been taken away. So, again, just because I don't use it doesn't mean it's not important to the city. But I miss wading pools in general. Do you remember when community halls used to all have wading pools and and then it was a, you know a health risk and then it was a liability risk and then it was and then they just slowly slowly disappeared. They used yeah. to be great. Yeah, yeah. And and that's it's all fine and dandy. One of the problems is they're saying is that yeah, you know, the, the kids kids are jumping off the platforms into you know, knee-high water and mm-hmm. could, could hurt themselves. Yeah, and may I just say to that, and I understand that that's a concern. It was driven by safety and security. Yeah. recorded thousands of incidents of children trying to jump off planters mm-hmm. into the knee-deep pool right around there. And I'm assuming these are orphans, too, which makes the story even sadder <laughs> because apparently they have no parental supervision whatsoever. Well, the parents aren't doing their job, but if something were to happen, the city's the one that's going to get sued I know. for it. But here we go again, That's the problem. Right? Here we go again. So you can't keep an eye on your kids or properly supervise them so now we all lose the pool and like i say i don't care about i i care about the pool but i don't care about it as an active participant i didn't mm-hmm. i've seen it when we've done locations down there i've seen people enjoying the pool mm-hmm. and and it seems to be quite popular but once again and by the way it does have a, a positive upside to it which is apparently it's going to be much easier to freeze it for skating well and the other positive it's going to be filtered better Okay, well, that brings up some questions. So it's going to be easier to filter. Alberta health regulations require water and wading pools to circulate through a filter every two hours. The City Hall pool was only managing full turnover every 3.09 hours. Oh, that's sort of like the day Crayola came up with non-toxic crayons, and you're like, well, what was I eating? So Mm. that water was not all that clean? I'm not saying that it was not all that clean. It was not up to the standards that it I wanted. See. So instead of, again, so instead of all the water circulating every two hours, it was doing every three hours. So mm. whatever, I guess I guess that's not bad. I mean, I think we've probably all s- swam in much, much, much dirtier water. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I don't mean to brag about Edmonton, but why shouldn't I? We're all Edmontonians here. Uh, it's only going to cost $13 million. And uh, you take a look at that skating rink out, out in Ottawa. It costs a ton more than that. And this thing's going to be around for a long time. But it, uh, I guess I would just ask, are you trying to create a swimming pool that everyone can enjoy? Or are you trying to 
create well, it's a multi-use swim- space. It's not a swimming pool at all anymore. That's well, the thing. A it's a wading pool. pool, and yeah, it's it's ankle high. So mm-hmm. there's no swimming. Your if you no, sit if you sit in it, your butt's barely getting wet, right? Like, but on a hot summer sunny day, and you're downtown, and you just you know soak your feet in it, or the kids, the little kids, splash around yeah. in it, or I, I just you know, and maybe they can still do that, so it's right. no big deal. But. And they still like use it, yeah. it for winter skating and stuff like that. So they're just yeah. they're just upgrading the area around it all because you got to remember. I mean, all that LRT construction. You know, that's because the Churchill <laughs> Square there and everything. What's going on there? So yeah, you just threw down LRT. Oh, I the did. city's on that today as well, talking about the traffic disruptions that are going to be yeah. taking place. Yeah, guess what? L- that comes with LRT construction. Yeah. Sure or does. and actually, it comes depending on what line you're trying to, what road you're trying to cross. Comes even when it's done. I don't have a problem. with... You weren't here. I had Mike Nickel in for an hour. Well, you can't have Mike in for less. Than oh, that. I know. All about the metro line. Oh, Ooh, my goodness! Just before they were Lots going into of, that meeting, it was really, good. Yeah, a lot of feedback from. But that. here's the deal: it's gonna it's gonna slow down. It's gonna bung, bung up traffic in some spots. Can I just say this about that, and then I won't say anymore? If I were to diet for six months and not lose a pound, I would be frustrated that my efforts had not been rewarded. And if I'm going to have traffic bunged up in Edmonton for six or eight mm-hmm. months, that LRT better work. Can I just say that? It better work. The tracks better all be connected. The signaling system better be top-notch. And well, we we'll sh- hope so. We better not have to go back and discover that we bought trains that are too narrow for the track or something. Oh... Uh... The water at City Hall was checked for cleanliness on a regular basis. It passed every time, says this person. They say it's a, it's a fail. Well, it's not just because of the filtration system, you guys. Again, it is a probably more importantly a safety issue. Mm. Keep an eye on your kids. Don't let them jump off the planters and just, you know, yeah. a foot and a half of water. I know. It's also dangerous for them to jump off balconies, so you should probably take a look at that as well before the city outlaws balconies. Just say it. Your kids, your kids repeatedly are jumping off planters into water that isn't deep enough. And we don't even need to go to, you know, the theory of evolution here that that corrects itself. But you should probably not let your kids do that. Do you do that when you're in a pool? Do you let them jump into the deep end if they don't know how to swim? Or do you keep an eye on them? Right? Why does it become the city's problem? Because it's the city's property. Yeah, I suppose. They should put a big warning sign up and a lifeguard. Oh, I suspect... I don't know about a lifeguard, but I suspect the the signs are all up. It's only a matter of time before the city requires us all to wear helmets. I swear to God, it's coming. It's like, I don't even own a bike. I don't care. Here's your helmet. Start with city council. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are you... Are you cycling to work these days? No. (laughs) Yeah, and can you just grab my coat of bubble wrap, please? (laughs) (sighs) You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I feel like I vented a little bit. Um, I just was going to say, you need to stop talking for yeah, a second. All right, okay. 3.53, the 4 o'clock news with Eileen Bell coming up on the other side. Uh, Morley Scott checks in with uh, word of the Eskimo schedule, which was released today. Word. Word. Yep. Yeah. And we'll take a look at uh, business numbers. BC Lions aren't going to like that uh, schedule. Eh, whatever. Yeah, there's no Labor Day Classic for them. Uh, oh, well. Oh, no, I'm not shedding any tears. I'm just saying. Uh, hey, um, do you know uh, I've been watching uh, The Office is my nighttime show these days? Okay. I don't know how many seasons there is. Nine, I want to say. And we're pl- 
plowing through them really fast. We're we're not doing one a night anymore. We're doing up to three a night before we turn the lights out. Wild and crazy. So this story sort of jumped out at me because we're watching it through Netflix. Mm-hmm. So there's this guy. Um, he he was watching Netflix. I guess he was having a bad time in his life, and so he decided just to stay home and watch Netflix, and he ended up watching The Office from season one, episode one, all the way to the last episode, mm-hmm. and he did it so fast. He did it, like, so continuously that he got it done in, he thinks, five to ten days. It's a bit of a blur, as you can imagine it would be, but he was constantly streaming Netflix, and if you're mm-hmm. familiar with Netflix, it asks you from time to time, are you still there? If mm-hmm. you do, like, four episodes. So he must have answered that he was. Well, at the end of streaming it all, he got an email from next Netflix asking him if he was okay. Oh, they checked in on him. That's nice. They Customer were service. That's yeah. nice. Just a, hey, we couldn't help but notice mm-hmm. you just spent the last five days of your life watching the same show. And he says, honestly, this is a quote, it made me feel better just knowing that someone, even a stranger working at a customer support agency, cared about my mental health. Uh, Canadian Netflix has been really popular. Canadian Netflix, Canadians watching Netflix, rather, super popular um, over the past uh, year. Uh, Members over 140 million hours per day globally and over a billion hours per week. Canadians, the top shows that you're watching on uh, Netflix, Stranger Things, mm. uh, revamps like Fuller House and Gilmore Girls. Mm-mm. The shows that we uh, cheated on, so watched ahead of their significant others, <laughs> Narcos, Ozark, and Black <laughs> Mirror. No, no, Narcos, fabulous. Uh, Greenleaf, Sabura, Blood on Rome. Mm. Uh, Canadians were looking for a laugh this year, found solace by uh, savoring, watching less than two hours per day, shows like Wet Hot American Summer, 10 years later, Friends from College and Big Mouth. Other fun facts about Canadian Netflix users, listen to this. Um, Someone in Canada, you talked about the guy with the office? Mm -hmm. I think this guy needed to check in. One Netflix member in Canada watched The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, 361 times in 2017. That is a cry for help. Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, 361 times last year. He didn't understand it. (laughs) Just really, really liked it. (laughs) Trying to figure out the talking tree business. (laughs) I have no idea. Or what what level of planet, layer, Earth we're on. Hmm. Canada ranks second globally for most members to binge Netflix every single day. And we had the most binge racers globally in 2017. I don't know, maybe we need to go out and get some exercise. Here's a, no kidding, here's a gem for you. I don't know that it's What on, is the return of the king? I don't know. Is that a Netflix? Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, this show is on HBO, and so I'm sure it's on HBO Canada. Um, it's called Vice Principles. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's over. It's two seasons, and it's never going to be done again. But it was always designed to only be yeah. two seasons. They're half-hour episodes. You say it's awful. Did you watch the whole... I watched uh, part of the first uh, season. We watched... Well, of course, your husband's 
got a dog in the race there, right? He's uh, in No, a I think you probably could understand it better than anybody. <laughs> it got crazier and crazier as it went on, but we watched the, the whole two seasons. It gets totally out of hand. There's a language, because it's HBO, so there's no censorship of the language. Um, it was a crazy little ride, and I actually kind of admire it. I, I Googled after the last episode to see is there going to be a season three, yeah. and the creators, one of which co-stars in it, says... No, we actually, he wrote it as a movie originally and then decided to make it a television show. So there was never, there was a start and yeah. an end and that's it. They're done. They're on to other projects. But See it later. It's quirky and over the top and there's no commitment because it's not going past two seasons. So it's, it's like a great girlfriend in college. Whatever that means. You just have to invest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Four o'clock news with Eileen Bell up next. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.